How's it going? Welcome to Trades and Grades Podcast. I'm your host, No Right. Alongside me is Camden Gongwer and Caleb Nemi. We got an exciting week this week. Uh, nice little quarterback buys for 2022. Um, this is kind of our this is our third episode in this uh, series or whatever you want to call it. Um, we did wide receiver buys and then some running back buys. Wide receiver buys are mostly for um, contenders, but um, we're just going to keep on chugging along. Um, maybe in a couple weeks we'll start doing some sales, um, kind of knock all those out as well. So we have a uh, we're, we're excited. Um, I have some uh, some interesting ones that I I've been kind of putting out there in the on the Twitter sphere um, of people I think are criminally underrated, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. So yeah, who's criminally guys... underrated? Deshaun Watson. Oh well, that's I mean he's from. Criminal, criminal, yeah. That him and criminal might be tied he together. Should be more of a, can't say. He should be more of a like. He should be a criminal. So, underrated criminal is where I'm going with that. I mean, I'd say he's. I don't even know. What to, how do you even rate that? It's not. It's not overrated. But what I'm saying is like, the punishment for his activities that are criminal. Have not been be... uh, justified yet, so he is therefore underrated on the. Uh, the punishment scale, so underrated criminal. All right, there we or go. Or criminally underrated. But he's a he's a buy if you're like just trying to rebuild because he won't be there until 2024. So good, good buy <laughs> okay. if you uh, if you're trying to tank. He's the perfect quarterback for you. I see a theme with you. Didn't you say Kareem Hunt was a buy last week? Yeah, yeah. You listen. Yeah, you listen, just like let... all the guys who get themselves in a little bit. Hey, of by chance, did you ever have he, Ray Rice on your team out. at any he's point? Once week three happens and uh, our boy George Pickens gets suspended, he's going to be on yeah. this podcast. And he's a, a boy is that now. A, <laughs> is that a Tyreek Hill poster in the background? That's man, that's, that is weird. Listen, I, uh. if you guys are making fun of me, I you can you people were buying Tyreek Hill for a third round pick back when he went through his whole thing. So you got it. Sometimes you just got to detach yourself. Did from you buy Ray Rice? Out there. You, went through you know his what? Thing? You know what? I'll be honest. Ray Rice, he was a solid running back. We just didn't know what he he was an animal on and off the field. So, yeah, un- unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, no, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into some good quarterback buys. Uh, I'm excited for this episode. So, uh, we'll let you know what we'll let Camden kick it off and go ahead and give his first buy. My first buy is Trey Lance. Um, I like Trey Lance's rushing upside a lot, just based on the super small sample size that he that he gave us last year. I thought um, kind of reminded me of a Lamar Jackson in the sense of I feel like he has a really safe floor, assuming he starts, which I think he will start at least to begin the year. I feel like he's such a safe floor with the rushing upside that if he does figure out the the passing upside, he's he's going to be money. I mean. I think he has a lot more passing upside than maybe even a guy like Jalen Hurts, where Jalen Hurts similar floor to him and Lamar, where he's gonna he's gonna get you points. And I think right now, since he hasn't exploded or shown that floor per se, I think he's a good buy for me. I love him. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, it's a weird situation. I know there's a lot of hype. Um, like Luke Sawhook, he's really on the Trey Lance train. Um, I've, I, I don't know. It's hard for me until the situation with Garoppolo is resolved. It's hard for me to be 100% in. And I guess that's kind of like 
the whole point of buying him now is like you, yep. you the uncertainty and you can buy him a lot lower now. So like a hundred percent get that. But I also just am very weary. Like Garoppolo is not the long-term like situation there. I get that. And eventually Lance would probably take over. And like you said, he has such a like high rushing floor. Um, I just, because we haven't seen very much of him and I didn't get like, I don't know how I didn't get into his prospect when he was in college. So I, I'm really I'm kind of unfamiliar with him, to be honest. I just haven't – he just – I don't know. He he makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but I agree. I think him and Jalen Hurts um, are pretty similar in the aspect of they had that rushing floor, and they have a lot to prove this season. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not out on Trey Lance, but he does make me nervous based on the current situation. I don't know if he's even going to play that much this year, so I don't know. We'll see. He could bust, but I think he could be Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson was a fantasy-winning quarterback is, I guess, where I'm going with that buy. Yeah. Like, for me, at least when I think of Trey Lance, um, I I was totally on the train, I think, earlier this offseason, but that was also when he was, like, a late second-round pick in Superflex startups, and now he's, like – end of the first early second and so you're just gonna have to pay up a pretty penny where i would if i needed a quarterback i'd rather just pay for like a russell wilson or aaron Rodgers or someone like that where you might not have that quote-unquote longevity but we also don't even know if trey lance is going to be the starter and if he's going to have uh we think he's going to have amazing rushing upside because we feel like he's that same type of qb as like lamar jackson or jalen hurts but uh, still a lot to unknown and having to pay up for that price. So I'm, I'm kind of weary, but if that's what you want to do I, and you, I agree with the redraft. My, my buy now is more of a established dynasty league where you can get them for X price. But I, I, I do agree. I think first round in a redraft to your point, I'd rather have someone who's proven because you could probably get someone at least somewhat similar. Yeah. The safer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not even like redraft those types of players. While they they have their certain like, you know, Jalen Hurts season last year. Um, I don't know how many people saw that coming. Obviously, I'm sure there are people who are like, oh, I, I believe he's going to pop out. Yeah, him. right. Yeah. yeah, and and that was like that was a good call. And like you, but that's not that's not my QB. Like I would have to take an established QB before I take that type of player. I feel like, or you'd have to get like some sort of really solid quarterback like I'm going to tell you about two of them who are going very late in um, the current ADPs that I have here. This I have sleeper ADP official as of like June 2nd. And so I'm going to be basing kind of that stuff off of that because I feel like it's relatively, um, you know, relevant. Um, but I'll transition to that and go ahead and unless anyone has Caleb, if you have anything else to say about Trey Lance. All right. So we're going to go ahead and dive in to my number – We'll go honestly. This is like one A and one B. They're pretty so not like I don't really say like one's better than the other. But I'll just do what I have first listed. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I I don't understand all the hate about it. I am not. I didn't watch any Colts games because I didn't have time to watch any Colts games during the fall, just with golf and stuff. But um, I don't know how. Like I know that people have been very frustrated with his football, like not face football, but football, real football ability. You know, he's at times can be inconsistent or making kind of questionable decisions towards the end of the games. I mean, Kama can speak to that kind more. Of, I'm kind sure kind of plenty. questionable. I mean, like I, I said, I watch a ton. IQ's not up to league average at that position. But 
So he did have a high Wonderlook score. Just saying, he's not. He's he's got he's got a brain up there. Um, but yeah. So that aside, I mean, we're talking about fans football. I don't really care about real football unless it affects the way that he's not getting on the field. But up until like I think it was the last game or the last two games, he was like third in the NFL in touchdown interception ratio. Like he wasn't. It wasn't like he was throwing the ball and making a bunch of picks. He made timely picks like at, at very poor times with poor decision making the, the, the argument to that though as someone who watched a lot of Colts games there was a lot of times where he should have thrown an interception and just got flat out lucky just to be honest and you know what sometimes it's better to be lucky than good but in true. terms of in terms of Carson Wentz like looking at where he's at on the sleeper ADP he's going off as I mean like I just think it's flat out disrespectful quarterback 29 and you're telling me this dude is not like that's just – if you go and look at his points per game over the last, like, X amount of years, he's not finishing worse than, like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, quarterback 22, 23 around there. And he's finished as high in points per game as, like, top eight, seven or eight. I think the year that he was having that, like, really good um, MVP season when they won the Super Bowl, um, like, that was probably his best year. Uh, but, like, I just don't understand, like, where people are getting quarterback 29 at. I mean, he's going behind Desmond Ritter. Um, Malik yeah, Willis, mean, like, I mean, even Davis Mills. I like Davis Mills, but Ryan Tannehill, like, I, Ryan Tannehill was terrible last year. First off, what what but, did? Let me ask you this: What did um, Wentz finish as last year? Let me pull it up real quick. We'll go. And I guess my follow question for, for that's going to be: Do you think he's in a better or worse situation than he was in last year? Yeah. So I think that he is at least an equal position as last year. In my opinion, at least is equal. You don't have Jonathan Taylor, probably the best running back in the league right now. I understand that. I I'm I like Antonio Gibson. I think they'll use more of a committee style anyway. I think Brian Robinson's a pretty good runner in between the tackles. He's a big dude. And you bring, you bring back Judy McKissick, so they have a good committee there. And then you have Terry McLaurin, who is pretty underrated in my opinion. He's He's a dog. He just has had pretty terrible – like, this is probably his best quarterback he's ever had. And now you have Jahan Dotson, who I I personally really like. I think he's got really good hands. So, last year all he had was Pittman. And Pittman's good, but that's literally all he had. Go look at the number two wide receiver on their team. Had, like, what, 300 or 400 receiving yards for the year. It was, like, something abysmal. So – I think that he's at least a good – like he's losing a very running back. But overall, and I'm not going to get into the coaching staff because I'm not really familiar with Washington's coaching staff. But in terms of weapons, I think he's at least a good – I think it's an upgrade in my opinion. I'm going to keep looking up um, what he finished last year. But you guys can go ahead and speak to what you guys think um, about him. And if, here we go. He finished in points per game, quarterback 18, 15.2 points per game. That's head of uh, like Derek Carr, Tua, um, Jared Goff, Mac Jones, Matt Ryan, all guys he's going behind right now. So, I mean, I, 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 think agree. I don't think he should be that low, but I don't think he's going to finish top twenty. To be completely honest with you, in in like overall or points per game or both, either. You could just I I personally after watching him last year. I think he goes to a worse situation. I, I'm a little biased in this whole conversation because I am a Colts fan. I did suffer through the Carson Wentz era. Yeah. Um, 
you could argue I also watch all those games, so I know more, but there's bias no matter how you look at it. He finished um, quarterback 13 overall, by the way, last year. Just just regularly. His end so. of the season was pretty bad, though, yeah. So, I mean, like, I that's what I'm saying. pretty bad. Yeah, so, like, he did that. He finished quarterback 13 in spite of his last five games being six points, 17, 11, 11. You know, so, like, he brought the average down quite a bit. Jacksonville in a must-win game. Exactly. Was, uh, not the quarterback no. I'm drafting. And but. that's fine. I don't give a – you know what I mean? Like, he's on the field I, and I he scores like, points. I do like him at the place that you're getting him at, though. But yeah, I, I personally, I just don't think he'll be top 20, but I could be wrong. That's that's my thoughts, Caleb. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Camden. I just think he had the offensive line, he had the running back, and we say, like, cool, like the weapons are better, but, like – the dude's There's not going to so have that much, much time. Of yeah, yeah. He, he's not going to have the time to throw. And so if you own Scary Terry or even Jahan Dotson, like, I, I just don't think it's going to be a good year for the offense. I think a lot of people are projecting it that way because, of course, like Washington's been like begging for a QB. But yeah, I actually I, do like it for Scary Terry, actually. Yeah. I, I really like it for him because if you're a Scary Terry owner, you don't care if Carson Wentz throws an interception every other deep bomb as long as every other deep bomb is a touchdown. I think the the thing is, especially with Scary Terry, is he hasn't had the target competition of Jahan Dotson and Logan Thomas coming back from injury. So uh, sure. I think it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. I will go – I went to go see – and I use PFF for this because, I mean, that's probably better than anything else that I can keep myself. Um, but last year's uh, finishing – I don't know what's happened since. The finishing offensive line, um, Washington ranked sixth last year um so i'm looking back to get charles leno he's coming back um they keep their center who's the best uh lineman they had last year um i mean they're bringing back some decent pieces so i would have to go through and do more research but i didn't know much about that i just want to put that out there they actually did have a really solid offensive line so yeah uh, but we can move on to uh sorry you can go ahead cam if you want but no i was just gonna say you make some fair points i just the upside yeah. isn't as higher for me. No, it, it is like the safest. Like right now in best ball, I have a ton of exposure to my my next buy, which I'll get to later, and Carson Wentz. So just because their their ADP is ridiculous. So, um, but yeah, Kill, let's let's hear it. Yes, yes, yes. So my buy is Lamar Jackson. I think especially if you are, if we're talking just purely on a dynasty basis, or even if we're talking redraft, both both. Both of them are kind of ridiculous on where you can get them. Um, if we look back two years ago, if you were doing a dynasty startup super flex, it was Patrick Mahomes at one and it was Lamar Jackson at two. And now you can get Lamar Jackson at like six or seven. Um, sometimes I've seen him fall behind Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, which is crazy because he should be in that Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen tier. Um, when he broke out, he was, of course, the number one quarterback on a points per game basis with 28 points a game. Um, and then last year, of course, he had the injury, but he still was putting up 21 points a game, which put him at like number seven um, on the total points per game per quarterbacks. So I just I think this year, especially like they figure they've kind of figured it out. Like when he's healthy, everyone knows they're going to run the ball. They're going to pound the ball. I think Rashad Bateman takes that next step as a receiver. You have Mark Andrews still there. Um, I 
And hopefully the running backs, of course, don't all tear their ACLs of like a few weeks before the season, uh, which is brutal for them. Um, take some pressure off him rushing the ball. And uh, if we also, the other thing that happened last year is he only had 16 passing touchdowns, which I know he was injured, but it's uh, still incredibly low compared to the year before he had 26. And then the year before that had 36. So if he can get his touchdowns up a little bit this year, which I know is totally like, you can't really project that. Um, I think he's a really good buy. Yeah, I, I'm all over that. Um, I, I like Lamar a lot. I think, that he's not like it's not like super like underrated. Uh but like looking at the sleeper ADP right now, he's going off as QB six. Um this is all like super flex. Um so it's you know, you have Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, uh Burrow at four, Murray, and then uh Lamar Jackson. And that's usually about the end of the first round. Um or like pick like I don't know, like nine or 10 because you, you have Jonathan Taylor and Jason Jefferson going off before that. But I, I agree with all the things you said. I think one of the biggest things um, they lose Hollywood, but I, I really like, um, Blue just said it. I'm a blank. Shot Bateman. I love a shot Bateman, even though I gave him away um, in, in our home league. Um, I, I do really like him and he'll be a decent wide receiver one there. But I think the real wide receiver one, is Mark Andrews. He's still going to be there. But the biggest thing out of all of that is they are going to get J.K. Dobbins back, which is going to be huge. I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off because I don't I, I don't watch Ravens games. But I personally would think as a rushing quarterback, while, yeah, you might lose some touches in the red zone to some of these running backs that are like J.K. Dobbins type, you're also getting that availability of, well, now the defense has got to go for two of us in the backfield. You know what I mean? You're running like misdirections. You yeah, you're running misdirections. You're running options. Like it's going to open up the field a lot more because you have a whole other weapon in your backfield that you didn't have. You know, last year had what Devontae Freeman in the backfield for like the majority of the year, and they kind of mixed things in and out. But um, yeah, I think that he he should be back on target for another top three or four year. Um, so I'm excited for Lamar. I'm a big believer in running quarterbacks just because of the floor they offer. And, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. That was pretty spot on. My only concern is wide receivers, but I'm not really that concerned about it where he's at the spot you're getting him. The floor is so so high with rushing. Yeah. I don't know if it matters that much, to be honest. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, again, like that's the thing is that rushing floors, like he had seven, let's see, just under 800 yards last year rushing. But the, in 2019, he had 1,206, and I think he's probably going to get back to that. He's averaging 6.9 yards per carry then. He had seven rushing touchdowns. He had a lot more attempts. I think he's probably going to get back to that um, with J.K. Dobbins in the backfield and opening things up. So, yeah, it might be a little bit boring. Nobody disagreeing here, but, I mean, we're all on the mark train, so fired up. Choo-choo. My, my next buy – I guess low or by now or whatever we're calling it is uh, Derek Carr. And it's kind of an interesting one for me just because I think he's a little inconsistent last year. I think he had some highs and I think he had some lows. But to me, getting Devontae Adams is a massive upgrade for him. He just upgraded all of his weapons significantly. And the Raiders seem to be all in on um, Super Bowl to me. I mean, they're playing in a – division 
that's going to be an absolute shootout. So just looking at it outside of his own team and the talent he has in his receiving class, to me, when you're going against Mahomes, Herbert, and Russell Wilson, they're going to have shootout games. And what does that mean? That means Derek Carr is going to have to throw the ball. And what does that mean? Fantasy points. So at the price he's at for me, I could see him having a lot bigger of a year. And he's, I think he's one of the most criminally underrated um, who's not in legal trouble quarterbacks in, in the NFL. Like to me, I watched that Chargers game in the playoffs. Derek Carr single-handedly drug that team through that game. Same thing against the Colts, the game before, I want to say. Like, they had to win that game, and he seemed like him alone got it. He got it done. Like, I think he is a ton of talent. I think he's going to have more passing opportunities. This is an upgraded receiving room. I I think he has high upside, personally. But the only, the only knock I'll give him is I don't think there's a lot of rushing upside. But Yeah. I mean, looking through the years, um, he's finished as high as quarterback 12 um, and as low as quarterback 20. And he's like last year he's quarterback thirteen. So I mean they're all very. I mean he's a, he is a quarterback too, and that's his floor. But it's also been a ceiling. Um, now he has different weapons. Um, and he's had Amari Cooper in the past, um, but now he. Ha- I mean Devontae Adams is he's the real the deal. Best. And you have yeah. Waller, and you obviously had a great connection with Renfro Renfro last year. Um, excuse me. And so like, I think that. He's got the best. If he's ever going to be a quarterback one, it's going to be now. Agreed. So the volume. I, too, I just think they're going to get in shootouts all the time. I think you're going to see more. You're going to have six games. Seen. You're going to have six games right. against the AFC West. Right. So it's going to be. Hard. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because all their offenses are stacked, but like their defenses are also like pretty solid. Like the Chargers have like they've loaded up on the defensive side of the ball. So like. You're not wrong, but good offense always beats good defense. I mean, we watched that Bills and, and, and Chiefs game. Did they have bad defenses? No, but in that game, did they have right. bad defenses? Yes, because Josh Allen and Mahomes are just unreal. So, right. I, right. I don't know. Actually, I do know. All right, Kate. I, I think I think the most interesting part about Derek Carr is not the fact that we're really talking about Derek Carr. We're just really talking about the weapons that they added and – um, when I think about it, like Devonte Adams was has been killing it in Green Bay, and he hasn't had any like target competition, um, which like for most people be like, oh, that means they're just throwing him the ball all the time. But like that means defenses are like double and triple covering him and kind of like pushing him off. Whereas now, of course, you got Darren Waller, which is like I can't remember like the best receiver that Devonte Adams played with over the last few years. It probably was when uh, Jordy Nelson was still like balling out, um, and so now you have. Waller on one side, Adams on one side, and then Renfro coming underneath. Like, I don't know how you're going to be able to stop it, and I just think it's going to be a ton of passing upside, especially with those defenses that they're playing or offenses that they're playing the shootouts. So, yeah, easily. I think Derek Carr's an easy top eight this year, and you're another not having to draft him like that. Another interesting point is they didn't renew um, Josh Jacobs' running back contract, so I don't know how much they're going to be like. I don't think they're going to be trying to hand him the ball off a ton. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take, but like, he, I don't think no. they're trying to evaluate anything on that front at all. So no, he even said it like last year um, with uh, Kenyon Drake. They have like, I saw a quote of him, which I guess like people can make up quotes if they want, but it was from like a reputable source. And he basically said, and it was right before he got injured, it was middle of uh, it was like week eight or nine or something like that. 
Um, he's like, hey, I, I want you to feature Kenyon Drake more and take the load off of my body because, like, he's he was getting, like, high rushing volume and whatnot. Then he got hurt the next week because they didn't listen to him. But, um, no, I agree. I, I don't think that it's going to be that big of an issue. I'm excited about Zemir White there, though. Um, I could see that, him popping off, little little uh, Easter egg right there um, for anybody listening. But, yeah, um, that would be uh, – I mean – I don't see Jacobs coming back, and I don't know why they would pay for a running back when they have Zemir White there. So Time it doesn't we'll be. see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'll get on to uh, to my next buy. It is Kirk Cousins. Um, I it's it's like my I'll go through my best ball exposure, but it is like every single draft. I'm like. I'm just not going to draft a quarterback because I know I can get Kirk Cousins so late, and it's ridiculous because he's a nothing but, like, put out good numbers. And not only that, but they've now gotten – I think it's the Rams offensive coordinator uh, over there. And you know how many times freaking Matthew Stafford throws a football with him as offensive coordinator? Like, I cannot wait for Kirk Cousins to absolutely go off. Um, Adam Thielen, is, he's still, like, putting up numbers. He's old. I'm, I, he's not a buy for me. But he, he's still a solid um, wide receiver. You have Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver one in Dynasty for me. Um, and honestly, KJ Osborne's not bad. Um, I, I think he had some he had some good numbers while Theon was down. Um, and then Dalvin Cook obviously is pretty good catch, pass catching back. Um, but these both Wentz and uh, Cousins are both kind of chosen because of where they are in their ADP. I'm just looking for value. And he's coming off the board at quarterback 21, according to Sleeper ADP, which I think is just ridiculous. Like, he's going after freaking Kenny Pickett. And, I mean, I like Zach Wilson, so I won't say anything about that. He's got all the weapons in the world. But Mac Jones, you're telling me you want Mac Jones over Kirk Cousins? Like, that's 100% to do with his age, and I get that. But, like, if you are a contender and you want a cheap uh, quarterback two who's got quarterback one upside, like, all day I'm picking Kirk Cousins. I, I don't know why he's getting bumped down so far. Um, but I'm about to hold on. I'm about to see what he's finished the last couple of years and then put it in perspective. Like, okay, the last we're gonna go with the last seven years. All right. He's finished, and this is starting in 2015, 10, 5, 6, 13, 19, and he, he missed a game that year. Eleven and eleven. So he had missed one game, which knocked him down a couple spots. But if he went points per game, he probably would have been higher. And he's not finished worse than 19, but really probably 13 um, because of that one missed game. And he's had multiple one, two, three, five of the seven years he's a quarterback one. But he's going off as quarterback 21 right now. And nothing's changed except for you got an offensive coordinator who's going to throw the ball even more. So I don't even know what, to, what else to say. Go by Captain Kirk right now. I saw someone trade uh, a second oh. for Kirk Cousins in a Superflex league, and I thought that was ridiculous because he's got the contract. I mean, they're not going to draft anyone next year. He's the starter for, like, the next three years. So, I like it. That's all I have to say. Spot on. All right. Time for – nope, no hanging on. Which quarterback outside of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization is George Pickens most likely to fight this year? 
Tyler Huntley, Baltimore Ravens. Interesting. Interesting. I think I'm, I think, I'm trying to think of like the most cockiest quarterbacks I can think of because I just feel like he's just like going to want to fight one of them because they think they're good. And um, Mitch Trubisky. I, I yeah. I mean, the, the obvious answers are anyone inside the Steelers organization because they won't throw it to him. But outside the Steelers organization, who is the cockiest for, for me? Baker Mayfield, if he ever plays it down, is going to get decked in the face by George Pickens, 100%. If he plays. My, uh, my, I don't know what happened, but I lost all sound. I, always, like, I turned it over to Caleb, and then I saw his lips moving, and nothing was going on. And then Cam didn't make any faces like anything was wrong. So how did, how did we get on George Pickens? I, I thought you heard it. I said it's time for our favorite time of like the show, like which quarterback outside the Pittsburgh Steelers organization – Pickens most likely to fight. How did you even get that out of Kirk Cousins? That's just like a part of the show. It's like <laughs> I have like a – I just remind myself. <laughs> I think about it the entire time, and I just think about like when the best time to slip that in is. And it, it just seemed like awesome. a great time to slip that in. So – some someday uh, we're gonna be uh, sponsored by FanDuel, and we're gonna have we're gonna like do like a fight, like a big UFC dude, fight. Gonna, but with and we're gonna hire George Pickens, and then we're gonna figure out who he wants to fight, and then I can't wait till he fights someone, and I can just we can just do compilations of me every single week, being like, who's he gonna fight? And yep. then one of us will have said who who he fought for sure at least once. As long, as long as we keep having episodes, we're just gonna keep naming people, and eventually we'll be right. And then we'll cut it's it out. It's just gonna be even. It's just gonna be ridiculous too when he fights like Baker Mayfield, and like we're on video being like he's gonna fight Baker Mayfield. Like, why would he fight a quarterback from another on, team who might not even play on June fifteenth? Yeah, because he just teabagged their field. They're like stomped <laughs> on their field or something. You know, that's why. Planted well, a flag. That's what he did, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah. I was trying to think of what he did. He didn't teabag their field. That as well of, yeah, to, pretty much to get us back on track. Final quarterback buy for me is going to be Matt Ryan. Um, there's not it a lot is. to say. He is not sexy at all. He is eh, just your, you know. Well, I guess that depends. I, I think he's <laughs> more sexy than Carson Wentz, but you know, no homo. But I think just like looking. At Nothing's what? wrong with homos. This podcast would just like to put that out there. Please okay, don't cancel Okay, that is us. true. That is true. Don't cancel us. Um, it is true. So, nice job, guys. What did you say? It's, it's Pride Month, so nice going. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. I saved um, it. Don't worry. Thank you for the save. But I think when I, like we're looking at um, just the way that he's going to you know perform this year with the Colts, yeah, granted, he had decent weapons when you're looking at Atlanta. I mean, he had Ridley and he had Kyle Pitts last year, and he was number 27 on a points-per-game basis uh, with 13, which is not exciting at all. And he's actually debatably going to an offense that maybe has less talented pass catchers, potentially, um, with Michael Pittman really being the only guy that's like for sure. Uh, we, I mean, I think we all like Alec Pierce a little bit too, um, which is second-round rookie pick. But um, I just think like – the play action is going to be so crazy for Matty Ice this year with having Jonathan Taylor. You're going to have to stack the box. The offensive line is amazing. So he's going to have the most time he's probably had in like maybe his whole career, really. Um, I know Atlanta made it to the Super Bowl that one year. Um, Julio Jones was an absolute monster. So not that Michael Pittman is Julio Jones by any means, but 
I just I just think that the you know the Colts staff and how they run plays and like Matt Ryan fits that perfectly. So as long as he gets you that 225 yards and two touchdowns a game, like dude's going to be super solid as a quarterback too for you. Um, and like I said, you're only going to have to pay like a second round rookie pick if you need some depth. He could be a great QB three. Um, and if you have to have him starting in your super flex spot, like it's not that bad. Matt Ryan, first of all, is the most like Carmel Indiana person I've ever seen in my entire life. Him and his family fit the mold perfectly. Um, yeah, no, but I, I agree with that. I think he is infinitely times smarter than Carson Wentz, at least at football and reading the defense at the line of scrimmage and accuracy. So I, I think he's going to be like personally an upgraded Philip Rivers. I don't think he'll make some of the stupid interceptions in the final five minutes um, that that Philip Rivers likes to make. So I, I love Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm really interested outside of a fantasy football aspect to see too how that works out with the Colts. Cause I mean, if you want to put a similar situation, you could, and this might be a little bit of a stretch, but like Peyton Manning going to the Denver Broncos almost, you know, where it's like, you just need a guy who's going to go in there and, and not manage a game, but essentially manage the game. And Right. Yeah. You have more veteran presence. Um, mm-hmm. And no, yeah, I, I, I do like um, where he's at right now. I think, uh, a major point of emphasis for him moving from Atlanta to the Colts. And that will help him because the fact that he's a pocket passer is the offensive line. He's getting a major upgrade, the offensive line. Uh, We'll go ahead and use PFF again, but um, Atlanta Falcons were ranked 27th overall in offensive line. They they allowed over 200 pressures, which um, ended up being 29th in pass blocking efficiency. Um, and it's not like they had any running backs anyway. I mean, if freaking was a 30-year-old or I don't know. Old Russell Gage. <laughs> well, yeah, but like running back, like Cordell Patterson, that was it. And, yeah, you have no Calvin Ridley for the majority of the season. Um, you have Kyle Pitts and then Russell Gage, which, I mean, Russell Gage is – Kyle he Pitts got doubled the whole year too. Yeah. I mean, he really wasn't even an option. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going from that. So, basically, just Kyle Pitts and then some Russell Gage um, and freaking million-year-old running back slash wide receiver to one of the better uh, offensive lines in the NFL, traditionally. Um, And Jonathan Taylor, you have Michael Pittman, um, and they've always done a decent job of kind of moving around uh, the tight ends. Um, They've never had, like, a focus point, at least not in the last couple years. They've had a couple different ones. Um, Molly Cox and um, I'm trying to think of the big white guy was uh, I don't recall, but Jack uh, Doyle, Jack Doyle, yeah, like just kind of just random guys that throw to every once in a while. But what is that? What are you smiling about? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't remember what the heck his name is. Um, I wasn't laughing about. They didn't remember his name. Oh, what are you laughing about? Nothing. All right. What? Whatever. At any rate. Um, and now they have uh, Jelani Woods, who I like a lot. I mean, they have, he, what? They have the biggest like receiving core in the NFL. Oh, yeah, they have gigantic. to. They're gigantic. Yeah, I mean, between Alex Pierce and Pittman and Jelani Woods, yeah, they're huge. Six six. Uh, I think um, what's his face is Moali Cox and Jelani Woods is six seven or six eight. Yeah, so Pierce is six four and Pittman six five or six four. 
Pierce is six three. I don't know. That's like yeah. no, that's tall. Yeah, goodness. And um, it's it's honestly like Atlanta going down there. They have uh, Brian Edwards and um, obviously Kyle Pitts, and I think there's like, there's a couple more that's like they were just they're they're just ridiculous. But yeah, I um, I'm in on the Matty Ice. Actually, it's funny to say this. I'm gonna do this little little plug here. So I, I put a tweet out um, yesterday evening. Um, just like I never really done anything like this. It was kind of fun. Um, just kind of like here's some like statistics. Here's like the top five. I'm gonna take out one of the names, and I took out the number two name, and then you have to guess who it is, and just like see people if it, and it actually worked. People like people were supportive and like actually interacted. So I was happy with it. But it was top five quarterbacks in deep ball passing. So next gen stats. I like next gen stats. I think they're pretty cool. Um, they created. Uh, a thing called passing score. You can look it up if you want. There's a ridiculous amount of statistics put into it. But this is based off of deep ball passing, so passes over 20 yards. And the top five quarterbacks had like a score of Josh Allen was a 99. Number two was 99. Callum Murray was 98. Justin Herbert, 97. Matthew Stafford, 94. Guess who number two was? Matty Ice. So Matt Ryan at number two. And honestly, like a decent amount of people got it. I was pretty surprised. I think they just looked it up. But they're, yeah, they're, I would have guessed Patrick Mahomes if I didn't I, know. Let's be honest, I mean, everyone would. If you say you want it, you're lying. No, but nobody did. Like they had a lot. We had a lot of Hurts on there. Um, Russ, Burrow, Burrow was one. I was like, okay, like Burrow's okay, but like Mahomes has to be in there though. Tua, right? I mean, a lot of Tua's on there. Oh Lord, no. I mean, I was like, bro, couldn't hit uh, a barn if a barn was on the field. I think he does actually have decent um, deep ball passing, like. Uh, Completion percentage. How many Dolphins games did you watch, bro? Because I watch a little too many with Jalen Waddle on my team. And let me tell you, I'm, ah, I'm not sold on uh, Tua at all. I'm going to find stats to help Tua, even though I literally don't care. I'm not even Tua's like, a sell game. now quarterback. If, if I were like ever going to sell him, if I ever had him, which I would never, I would sell him right now with like the Tyreek Hill. Like, oh, he'll be good with Tyreek Hill. Well, I uh, I'm, I'm looking at stats right now. Let's see if I can somehow back. I mean, the, I, I, the stats are probably pretty decent completion percentage wise because he throws a crap ton of checkdowns and maybe even a deep ball. But the eye test, he fails miserably for me. Some of his yeah. throws, while Mount Count is a like an incompletion and it's only one, they're just like so far from being close that like it should count as five incompletions. Hey, here we go. So he had exceptional completion percentage this season, seventy point nine percent, which led him, which was second behind Kyler Murray. Yeah, but from so in his what's your, what's your uh, depth of the yards? So here you go. completion percentage over expectation. So that's going to be based off of like you know crap ten statistics. It's kind of like in golf where they have like strokes sure. and putting, and he was mm-hmm. at two point five percent, which I guess is like that's decent. So. I don't know. There's a there's a case, sort of in that. My um, my other argument for how white trash is Terry Kill just keeps telling everyone how good he is, which just like clearly, clearly to me means he knows how bad Tua is. <laughs> he's trying to tell everyone else like he's really not that bad. So he's just he's like trying too hard to sell it. So it's just like he's clearly bit like uh, that's just me. Yeah. Next week he's gonna say he's in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, Caleb. Let's right. just say it. Yeah. No, I just I was laughing because he said, uh, "What did he say? He's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes." Like, no way, dude. Yeah, he no said, "You're way. trying too hard to sell it, bro." Like, no one believes that. 
Everyone knows you're just lying if you say that. It's bad. Yeah. Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. That is that is a take that I have though. I think he's been criminally underrated his entire career. Well, there have been a lot of criminals this episode. Um I don't, really, yeah. I don't even know. I honestly I, I like uh I like a lot of these. I think these are solid quarterback buys. Um obviously like I like the ones I chose. But I, I do like um Lamar, Matt Ryan, based on Matt Ryan especially at his ADP. Um I don't even know. I'll have to go check and see what his ADP is um through sleeper, but I'm pretty sure it's like it was pretty low. Yeah, quarterback twenty seven. He's going after um, Malik Willis. Um, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. If you draft Malik Willis, you're a bum. Like I, I'm just gonna. I don't know. I don't like grade quarterbacks. I want the NFL do that, but for them to go that far without drafting any quarterbacks, that's all I need to know. I'm not gonna take the risk. And that's all I need to know. I'd rather have Matty Ice. So that's yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. But you guys got anything else left to say before we wrap this up? No, nothing important. I always have stuff to say. But <laughs> so, talking about your your new golf green? No, it's a secret. TBD. What golf green? I don't know. Caleb, you got anything? Nah, I'm all good. All good. Alrighty, we'll appreciate you guys listening. Uh, as always, make sure You're to welcome. go. Uh... <laughs> okay, yeah, <that's laughs> Thanks for listening, Cameron. As always. Make sure to go like and subscribe on YouTube um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Leave a review if you liked it. Again, do not leave one if you did not like it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start saying that every week just to make sure that I, I put that out there. Uh, uh, not, you don't even need to say that, though, because no one's going to listen to it for 40 minutes and been like, you know what? That was the worst thing I ever listened to. Like, you well, would have stopped after five minutes, let's be honest. Maybe they're very thorough. Maybe it's like – maybe they're doing a Yelp. You know, like one of those Yelp reviewers, and they just like they take it very seriously. So they're that thorough. Like, I don't think you tell them, like, "Hey, don't leave a don't leave a review." <laughs> you really slow <laughs> down. No, but for real. All right, appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week uh, with some tight end buys, tight end buys. So I know Cannon likes some tight ends. Um, Love the tight ends. All right, we'll see you next week.